Welcome to the Why Wait Podcast. My name is Julie. My name is Beth, and we are your hosts. We are two sisters who love life coaching and are ready to ask you the question, why wait? Life is precious, and too many times we hold back, have fear or believe thoughts that leave us waiting. We understand we've been there. Join us as we help you progress and find personal fulfillment through knowledge as we teach you tools that will enable you to love yourself more fully and improve your own life. No more waiting. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for jumping on with Julie and I today to the Why Wait podcast. Julie, say hello. 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 We know you wait patiently and anxiously for Wednesdays. So here we are a little late Wednesday night. A little late, but that is the intro to our podcast today. Yes. You know, Julie and I are recording this late because we are mothers, we are wives, we are women serving in our communities, and we are coaching. And sometimes we run the course of saying, guess what? We don't have time today to do this. (laughs) So we decided to do a podcast with you just about your mindset about quitting and about just keep fighting, just keep going. Just keep putting one step in front of the other and never give up, never give up. So we thought we would share with you a few little situations we've had personally and with a client. And then at the end, give you four steps that we've kind of taken in our lives as we have felt the feelings of just wanting to give up or walk away or quit. Mm. Yes. Okay. So in our family lately, I'm like, Hey, we don't quit. We're not quitters. But as we've coached more and more, like in our courses, we've even done, um, whole classes on failure is an option. I think we've done a podcast because realistically, like there is no failing unless you never even start. So, um, the only way to fail is I like, I'm even like, even if you fail and you're learning, that's the whole point of life, right? Like we're here to learn. We're not here to like reach some tall castle or, you know, let's say you, your goal in life was to get married, have five children, earn this much money, and then have this job and you do all that. Well, now what do you quit? You done? No, you have to keep going. You have to keep learning. You have to keep, you know? And so I don't know the quit, the quitting word is like this fictional story in my head that doesn't quite make sense. If you keep an eternal perspective on your life. So we were thinking about, um, personal stories and I'm going to go with the times I have quit in I'm putting air quotes up quit. Um, but how I don't feel like it was quite quitting. It was just more like an educated decision for my life that needed to happen. But had I chosen to look at it like, Oh, you're such a quitter. You totally failed. It would have been such a different learning experience for me. Right. So I'll do one, you do one, I'll do one, you do one. Sounds good. I'm looking at her just in case you wonder. So um, the first one was when I was in my twenties, I don't know, Rich and I were married. Um, I'd been doing hair for quite a while. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think it was probably 26. So I've been doing hair about six to eight years, seven years. And I had a full clientele making plenty of money, but I had always wanted to own my own salon and opportunities had come up and And, um, it just wasn't right. So finally 
the salon I was working in, um, came up for sale. And I like remember sitting down in my parents' table with Rich and us like trying to figure it out. And I really wanted it. And I know that Rich and my parents were like, I don't know, but I'm like, no, it's going to be great. So we did, we bought it and, um, started doing the thing. We didn't have any children. Rich had a full-time job. And this salon that I owned had, um, a sunless tanning booth. It was called Mystique. Um, it had a room for me to work in. It had a little boutique and, um, I had another hair girl and another salon or another, um, yeah, another hair girl, another nail girl. And so kind of like many things going on. And I would go to LA, the fashion district, and I would buy clothes and do all sorts of things. I, I ended up carrying lots of dresses and jeans and it was tons of fun. And I'm glad I didn't have children because that would have been near impossible, but what ended up happening is Rich and I were going to be partners in it, but he would come after his job and like work the front desk or help me out. But I realized quickly that it would be like me going into his office, sitting down at his desk and him like being like, Oh, just do this, this, and this. And I'd be like, what, huh? What? And so the amount of training it was taking for me to have him help as much as I needed just wasn't, it just wasn't feasible. Right. So I ended up working a little more and he took on responsibilities at the house. Like I kind of was like, all right, I, I'm not cooking. I'm not doing the laundry. I'm not. And he was like, okay. So we kind of switched some roles there. Um, and we owned it for a year or two. I can't remember. And I, I learned that I don't like owning a salon because I learned, I loved hair so much more. Um, and so we ended up selling it right around the time I got pregnant and I was grateful for that, but I could have hung in there, right? I could have hung in there and decided that I bought this thing. I'm not going to quit. We're going to stay in it. Or I quickly learned that like, yes, I could have done that, but why, like, why, why would I do that to prove something to somebody who didn't care? Um, and I think like, had I hung in there longer, it would have been detrimental to my health, my family, my children and all of that, just the amount of time. And I learned a really good lesson at that point that like, I don't love that aspect of business. I don't love filing taxes. I don't like being the mean boss, making the girls clean and, and, um, do all the things I liked having my own little world of clientele. And, and once I sold it, went back to doing hair more full-time, the amount of money was about the same because I was more focused on one thing and not trying to split my talents evenly. So I learned so, so many things from that experience and I would never change it because of what I learned and all the skills and things, but in a sense it was quitting or failing. Right. So there's step one. So I just want you to know all to know that I loved that salon and I loved <laughs> the clothes that Julie bought <laughs> and I loved it because I was able to sell some of my jewelry that I designed in the shop. So That's right. That's it right. was a sweet shop. She was doing awesome. Okay. So I'm going to share with you uh, a little bit about me with health. Uh, so after I had Gannon, he's 12 years old right now, he'll be 13 in a couple months. But when he was about a year and a half, uh, I decided to start working out again because I had been pregnant or breastfeeding 
for literally from the time I was 24, 23. Mm. So, um, I had him when I was 36. And so I was 38 at the time. Anyway, I started going to the gym and as time went on, I built all these friendships. I loved my classes. I would go to a 5:30 body pump class. Uh, I would go to boot camp. Um, I did step. I mean, I just had, I was building so many wonderful friendships, wonderful people loving it so much. And, um, as time went on, it became more and more stressful on the family. And so ultimately after seven, eight years, um, I actually, yeah, it was probably seven, six or seven years. I ended up needing to go into my bungalow and create a gym and work out. But I want you to know as the social person that I am, uh, being alone when you're doing a workout is very hard because when you're in a group and you have a team of people that you're constantly with building these friendships, you push each other. And you give each other encouragement. And so I'm, I go out in the bungalow, cold, freezing cold out there. I'm wearing a headband and gloves and I've got lay all these layers on me to keep warm and I'm all alone. And so there's times where I just feel like, is this really worth it? Is it really worth it to, so I lift weights four days a week and then I walk and I, I do a treadmill, um, for some of my cardio, I do a stationary bike. Anyway, I had an experience because I want to, it's not so much that I want to be ripped or (laughs) look a certain way at this point, but I want to be able to keep my muscle mass and my bone density. And so I had to realign my thoughts and I had to return back to things I loved. And so I ended up resubscribing to less meals that has all the choices and it's the program I love. They're from New Zealand. And just recently, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pay the yearly subscription. I want to go back to yoga and Pilates and I want to settle my system down. I want to do things that I love and I want to keep lifting the weights. So I've been rethinking all of my brain processes because there's a part of me that just wants to quit because I am alone. Does it really matter? Is it really making a dent in my health? And so I literally, um, I've had to have the mindset don't quit Beth, keep going. There is, this is a long-term thing. And there's one thing that I'd like to say to my clients when they're, especially when they're losing weight, there's no finish line. Mm -hmm. There's no finish line. Just keep going because what you're learning in the process is the most valuable thing. Yeah, I agree. And, and when I was thinking, when you were talking, like sometimes let's say like when I bought that business, I didn't know how it was going to end. I had my optimal optimal picture of how I wanted it to go. And I think when you, let's say you start losing weight or you buy a business, I think you need to set some type of goal or some type of time limit or something that you tell your brain that's going to want to quit every single day. Nope. Not until we hit at least this point. Like if I'm going to start working out, okay. Not until six months, or I've been to the gym 180 times at that point, I can reassess and decide if this is a value to my life or not. Right. Um, I'm going to own my salon for a year at that point. We'll look at the, you know, the time and the, the finances and decide like, do we keep going? Do we make changes? But there's no quitting or there's no stopping or changing until that point, because anytime you start something new, 
your brain doesn't like it, right? Your spirit knows, hey, let's let's grow, let's progress, but your brain's like, it's hard. I don't want to. This is terrible. And so if I know that ahead of time, that I didn't know that when I was younger at all, but that has helped me so much um, now to know that anytime I try and implement something new, my brain's going to fight me every chance it gets. And so if I know that and I notice it going, no, 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 I can go, oh, that's right. You're doing your job. Good job. But we're going to keep going because I said I would into this point, right? And that's why, like you said, at a gym, it's nice to have the accountability of those people there. Cause it, you know, no one's out in the bungalow going, Hey Beth, where are you? Like, but if there's someone at the gym being like, Hey, you missed, we missed you at the class. Where were you? That helps your brain so much more get that dopamine and that accountability to get to the point where you have a habit. Right. Okay. And that's why before you tell your next one, yeah, I think too, that's why it's, it's a, a values, a values worth versus goals. Yeah. When you make your life decisions off of your values, because goals have an ending date, goals have a finality. Mm. And when you think and you align your life with your values, what do you value? I value my children. I value my marriage. I value my spirituality. I value compassion. I value empathy. I value my health. So when I know my values, I'm aligning my life with that as opposed to a goal of going to the gym. Like, okay, that's going to end at some point. A goal has an ending date, but aligning our lives with our values when we want to quit or be done, it's just rethinking, is this a value to me anymore? Mm. Is this part of my life's value system? Mm, Good point. And when you're not, and when you're not living in accordance to your value system is when things start to feel wrong. Yep. Right. So Rich and I, when we had the salon, um, me working so much harder for the same amount of money, right. Or me doing all these extra things that I didn't love for what it wasn't, it wasn't in long-term aligning with who I was or where I wanted to go in life. So your values. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the next one was quitting my marriage, my first marriage. Um, so when we got married, I was 18 and a half now judge all day long. Cause that's not ideal for most people, but, um, I don't regret that. And I was always an old soul and I'm a relationship person. I'm not someone that would have dated a bunch of people and all that. Like I just, I'm, I'm good at committing, I think. So anyways, we're about five, four and a half, five years in and things were not great. He was abusive. He was borderline personality. And, um, I though literally never had the thought of divorce. I just didn't like it. It didn't even come to my mind. Like you get married for eternity and you just figure things out. It wasn't until my family, my dad came in and said, uh, your husband's abusive. He doesn't provide, he doesn't, you know, there's a lot of things that, that are going wrong and, and you need to, um, get some help, rethink things. And even at that point, nope, we were just going to go to counseling. We were going to fix things. It was going to be fine. We did months and months of counseling and all along. I'm a doer. Like if I see a problem, I find a solution. I don't sit in misery. That's just what I, that's just who I am. Some people will sit miserable a little longer. I don't, I'm not very patient. And so 
if I, once I notice a problem, I search for a solution until I find it. So we did counseling, um, you know, just really worked on things. And it wasn't until he was diagnosed that the crap hit the fan. And I realized at that point, like things weren't going to get better. And I had a hard decision to make. And ultimately that's exactly what it came down to was my values. The goal of being married wasn't necessarily the goal I was obtaining to it was if I stay married to this person, does, will my life align with the values that I want? I chose, like, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have children. I, I can choose to put up with this, but I don't think I will have children put up with this right until there's vast improvement. Um, I knew it was going to take continual therapy and work and and just a lot. And I didn't really see that end. And so lots of prayer, fasting, um, priesthood blessings and all that. And I really got a strong answer that for my eternal salvation, that wasn't going to be the best path for me. And once I knew that it was still heartbreaking, terrible, gut-wrenching, long process, but um, I had the confidence and the peace that I was making the right decision. And so you know, I've counseled a lot of women over the years in hard marriages. And the hard thing is, is once it gets to that point, there is no easy choice. It's hard to stay. It's hard to leave. And so I think when you, um, whatever choice you make, align it with your values, look at the eternal perspective and, um, just, you know, stay prayerful and all that. But and get good advice, good counseling, good, good advice. But I think that, um, I never really looked at that as quitting. I looked at it as, or, or failing. I just looked at it as like consequences to choices. Right. And I think had I looked at it as, oh my gosh, I failed. I'm not good at being married. I quit. I'm a quitter. I can't believe this happened. I have you know, I did everything right that I would be in a much different place, but I immediately got out and I decided that um, you know, that was just consequences to choices he made that I made and all could be right again. And luckily I had many great examples of good men in my life that I knew that there was someone else out there for me that would treat me the way that I wanted to be treated. And we could have a, a great life together. And I found him pretty quick. Um, and so Again, I think my perspective on that whole situation of not looking at it as a failing or a quitting, but just as a, a life experience is what has allowed me to progress and be healthy coming out of that situation. Yeah. And I think I'm going to skip the last one I was going to talk about, because I really feel like it kind of aligns with what you just shared. Cause I had a client that was going through, um, a divorce and I just think that what you cover is kind of just her process too. And you just keep going. Mm -hmm. And so Julie and I, we thought of four things that we've been able to kind of fall onto in times where we've got to make a decision. We do want to give up or we want to quit and we've got to reevaluate and check our values. Um, and so the first one that we both thought about is pause. We kind of just have to pause and take a deep breath and consider why is our mindset the way that it is? What is it that's going on? Dig a little deeper to find out why we're feeling the way we are. Mm -hmm. 
So the first thing to do is just take a pause. Yes. And uh, today, especially, I will share, um, my kids are in jail, I've decided. And so yesterday, mom being me hit that wall that we hit sometimes as mothers and I had had enough. I took away electronics and friends and everything in their lives until we get our house cleaned up and they're willing to help. Like I've just let things go a little too long. And so I kind of hit that wall of like, and we're done. Right. So I quit being walked all over and we made this decision. And so, however, for a while now, I have been like having this little thought in my brain, the fight or flight that anytime my kids fight me on something or I want them to help me and they don't, I immediately want to fly. (laughs) And so it's interesting because like, even today we're cleaning out the garage and I can't even remember what happened, but I do remember being present in my brain going, holy cow, I just want to get in my car and drive away. And I paused, like you said, and I took a deep breath and I just like walked back in the house and I thought you can go like, there's no reason you can get in your car. You can back out. And you, and then I was like, all right, where would we go? I haven't showered. Um, like, and I just kind of processed it in my pause and then we'll announce the next step. And then number two, show yourself some compassion. Yeah. So then I was like, yes, this is hard and you could leave. And I validate those thoughts of like, not like you idiot. You can't believe how ungrateful you're being or ridiculous. Like just get, I'm just like, yeah, you could leave. You're right. And I think as soon as I give myself that permission, my, my spirit comes back online and I, my values, like all these things we've just talked about come back in super fast. Once I validate, give myself that compassion and pause then my brain's back. And And you also, I kind of put myself in, what if I was with another woman and she was sharing with me these feelings or when I'm working with a client, I have so much compassion for them. Yes, I literally am like, yes, like you're not alone. Like your feelings are totally valid. Like, Mm -hmm. don't you quit? Don't you give up because you're not alone. And I have this deep compassion for them. So we've got to show that to ourselves. though too, we have to, we have to be able to show ourselves the compassion that we show others. Right. And I'll even like try and picture sometimes like we are one person, you've got your, your spirit and your body, but when our bodies are acting strong like that and fight or flight, I'll kind of quickly think like, okay, here's your spirit kind of up above your body. And like looking down on the situation and giving yourself that hug, that compassion, that like mothering that you need 10 times a day, or just those little small quits that happen all the time. And that just kind of like, Oh, all right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Number three is, so it's pauses first, have some compassion, validate, validate, validate. Yep. That's huge. So that's a simple one. Just do it. Validate. And that's kind of where the awareness comes. As soon as you feel that strong fight or flight, you're like, you want to yell or scream. Sometimes you do. So then take your pause, have some compassion, be like, Whoa, that was, why do you want to run away? Julie, (laughs) what's going on? Right. And sometimes it's because I haven't listened to all the little thoughts that I have been stacking up. 
And so then your brain's really trying to help you. It's really being like, hello, you've got a problem here. And so compassion and then validate like, oh, okay, I hear you. Why do you want to run away? Do you need that break? Is this a situation? Like, just like answer your brain, validate it. On Easter morning, um, I kind of had a meltdown. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought this is ridiculous. All these years I've been doing all these things. And, you know, a comment had been made by one of the kids about Easter. And so I literally sat the kids down and I'm like, listen, and I, and I was telling it and I was shocked because my 16 year old, she said, mom, of course you would feel that way. It, yes, you're right. That would hurt. I, wow. I totally could see why you would feel that way. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And so she did the validating for me that I really couldn't do for myself at that moment. But she said, we, Bailey and I talked about it late last night about how much you do for us. And you are right to have these feelings. And just hearing her say that made me give myself some validation and be like, okay, Beth, you're not too crazy. <laughs> oh, good job. So that was good. Yeah. Okay. And the last thing that we wanted to share with you that could just, be helpful. Just, you know, my kids haven't said that yet about jail. <laughs> <laughs> and they might not. Yeah, I know. I don't care. Okay. So pausing, showing yourself self-compassion, compassion, validating And then the last thing is you have a choice. You have a choice and you can choose, you can choose your path forward. So what is it going to be? And that's where like, once you've paused, validated compassion, your brain is there. We're not running off of hormones, chemicals, adrenaline, fight or flight. It's like, you're having this inner conversation with yourself. And if you're not good at this yet, write it down. Like all right, pros and cons of getting in my car and, and driving away right now, or pros and cons of not getting my children any Easter baskets, or pros and cons of selling a salon, leaving a marriage. Um, you know, like just kind of having that conversation with yourself that you would sit down and have with a child or a friend, like you said, do it with yourself. And the be- better you get at it, the happier you are. The the easier it is to get out of situations and show up how you want to show up or to keep going. Like sometimes we're so frustrated and we want to quit. And it just takes that pause to remember like, oh, that's right. I do want to be a mom. I want to be a good mom. What do I want to teach my children? Like writing down those values. And then I can make that conscious choice versus feeling like I'm stuck and I'm, I don't want to do these things. And I, you know, all those brain, brain thoughts, acrobats. Yeah. That come up, you make that choice. So when I hit my wall this week, I just decided like, I mean, those choices were kind of already there. Cause I'd obviously I'd been thinking about them for a long time <laughs> and I used, um, the emotion and just really like, we like to throw out idle threats, but I was like, no, it's time. Like these are these idle threats that I've been throwing out. They need to happen because we need change in our life. And we need a little more than mom being like, can you please help me? And I, I'm being kind during it all, but I'm just being firm, right? Um, and so sometimes when you when you get to a place of um, frustration like that, it is a time to listen to your brain and make some harder decisions. Or like when I left the marriage or sold the salon, it was a matter of like, it was building up, building up. And then it was like, okay, 
what are we going to do? Are we going to run away? Are we going to keep going? And why do we want to do it? So all you moms and wives and sisters and friends, just pause, compassion, validate, and then make your choice. Um, And this podcast episode right now, we started off with introducing why we're doing this and to come full circle, Julie and I found a very short window tonight to Mm -hmm. record. Mm -hmm. And I jumped on at least 10 minutes early to get my computer up and my computer screen turned blue and it stayed blue. It took us 40 minutes for my computer to come up. So we were just on the phone together, Mm -hmm. but we didn't stop. Like we could have, we both could have said we're done. It's not working. We'll just figure this out tomorrow. But we just paused. We talked to each other about other things that we needed to talk about with our, our, our business, our coaching. We, Julie showed total compassion for me with my computer overreacting and having a little tantrum. (laughs) We were able to validate each other's feelings about things we're thinking the last few days. And then we made a choice that, okay, it, it did take us almost an hour to jump back on to get this thing going, but we've made a choice to do this podcast. We're committed to each other. We're committed to the podcast. And so we're literally putting into action, just even on these little things that aren't as major as some of the things we've shared with you tonight. Yep. Keep going. We see you notice yourself. You're not alone. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on our Why Wait podcast. If you want to share us with your family and friends, we would love it. The best way to do that is to leave us a review on iTunes or on any podcast platform that you are listening to us on. Also, as our gift to you, we have free Friday coaching every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The link will be in the show notes and we would love to see you there. Have a great week.